Welcome, you are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Dawn Fleming, an attorney turned alchemist, and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. Listen to conversations with courageous souls who've stepped out of their comfort zone and designed a new way of life. They'll share their experiences, wisdom and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas. Listen and you'll believe if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Today I'm here with Dexter Lurch and I'm really thrilled that you were able to take the time with me. We met on Facebook on some of these uh, move overseas groups and I've been watching your journey as you uh, get close to retiring and moving to a city I love. Merida, and I uh, can't wait to come visit you there. Thank you so much, Dexter, for being with me today. I really appreciate your time. Uh, you're welcome, Dawn. It's a pleasure. I'm, uh, you know, your site was uh, introduced to me by um, a friend of mine, um, and this friend is actually the reason why I ended up um, planning to move to Mexico. Um, this is a lady and uh, a family or couple who um, I've known for many, many years. They are, live in my community up in Pennsylvania. Um, I actually uh, live in Pennsylvania and, uh, and I have and uh, another uh, house in New Jersey. Um, so the people in Pennsylvania, that group, that community there is really tight, really close. And historically, we've been playing tennis for years. And um, my friend Jerry is married to a native Mexican, Patty, and uh, they had their raised their children here. Jerry had his business here in the in the U.S., with um, connections overseas and traveled all over the place. They decided to, after all these years away from Mexico, Patty decided to go back home. So when she was there a while ago, this is going back eight years now, she decided to go um, visit her sister, who was a doctor there. And one thing led to another, and she decided to um, move there, move, build a house there. Uh, Jerry is uh, is an entrepreneur, so he could actually work anywhere. So while we we're playing tennis one day, seven, eight years ago, you know, he tells us that, um, you know, I'm building a house there in Mexico and Patty wanted to, um, she didn't really want to go back, but I kind of uh, insisted that we go back and, and possibly move there. And, you know, then Patty came, finally came along and she just took the ball and bowling. And this is what he's telling me. So time went on and um, they started a house in Mexico um, in an area which I didn't know anything about, Merida. Uh, outside of Merida, North Merida. And, um, you know, over the period of time when we're playing tennis over the weeks ago, uh, and uh, going forward, he's telling me about this and that and how it's nice and how he's building this and building that. And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> Let's play tennis. <laughs> this went on and on. So now the house is nearly completed. And he's telling me and showing me pictures. And again, I just never really thought about anything of it. But um, at some point, he invited us down, G and I, Geneva, my wife. And I always kind of like put them off nicely, um, get back to tennis. This went on and on. And then one day he said, Dex, you really got to come down and see this place. Uh, Merida, it's a great city. The people are great. Food is great. Um, um, Patty did such a great job with the house. So after all the years of me saying, or it was a couple of years, actually, we talked about it and just didn't even think about it. Uh, and all of the stuff that was going on around here and the U.S. in terms of um, 
um, I don't know if you'd call it uh, domestic terrorism, um, random shootings, uh, so forth and so on. You know, I had always said to Jerry, Jerry, you know, it's kind of dangerous down there in Mexico. There's so many cartels and gangs and all the stuff that you hear, right? All the stuff that you hear on the media. Um, but after experiencing so many things, I said, you know what? I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> it can't be any better than here. It's got to be better than here. So, <laughs> right. So we ended up going uh, two years ago, my wife and I, we ended up going down and uh, it was such a great experience. Uh, we were down there once before um, I'm married 31 years. So 31 years ago, um, September, we actually, uh, um, Puerto Vallarta was our honeymoon. So I did go back to Mexico to Cancun on a club med vacation after that. When I got married, it was five years. I went back uh, for the club med vacation in Cancun, but I had really been back. Never even thought about it. I just remember the last time we were there, we got sick. That was when we couldn't drink the water. <laughs> so didn't have any intention of going back. But that two years ago, we went back and Patty, uh, the house she built was amazing. Um, uh, tri uh, typical Mexican decor the colors, the schemes, you know, um, she did so much work and not really having any kind of architectural skills or, um, but just was um, uh, like a manager to manage not one builder, but manage all of the contractors to come in and do a home. Totally amazing. And I, my eyes were, had our eyes lit up. Um, we went around, she took us uh, to various other communities. She took us to the mall there that looked like anything that we have here down in Merida, that mall. Oh my God, it's like brand new PJ Chang's and they have Mercedes. I had my feet done and my hands done. It's like I was home. <laughs> now my you wife is totally, back, um, right? <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> wife is, um, is very, um, she's uh, from Honduras and um, uh, English is not her second language. Spanish is her first language. So um, we had no issues. Uh, and of course, Patty is native Mexican. Uh, Jeremy picked it up. Um, he never knew Spanish before. For, but he really speaks very well now and over the period of uh, the years that he was down there so with that we had no issues getting around we, we ate at restaurants um patty took us to some of the um what do you call it the um uh notates or notates the um right, yes the yes yes and they were amazing i actually went in there once and i was really so scared like a monster was going to come up and grab me <laughs> so i i, I kind of swam out of there really fast but um, it was such a great experience. Um, Patty, at the end of the trip, we were there for two weeks. At the end of the two weeks, Patty had um, suggested, you, should guys, you guys should think about moving down. Um, and that's really the beginning of when I stopped. It's when I started to, um, to think about. It's when I started to think about um, moving. So why? Because we've been to Florida. I don't want to go to Florida. Uh, the other place is Texas. I'm not going to Texas. Um, I need to be where the ocean is. I need um, um, just a different environment. And um, Mexico is a country. We both like history. So when we go away, it's not about the beach necessarily. It's about the culture. We like to go to the museums and we like, and Mexico was perfect for that. It's rich in culture. The people are amazing. They're hardworking people. They're family oriented people. Um, um, the food is really good. Uh, and, and I actually found that um, they don't have much, not like we have here in America. But with saying that, they don't have half the stress that we do. They don't have half the stress that I experience on a day to day basis. And that's the reason why we decided to go. It's close to U.S. 
Um, I think you yeah. can get there from um, from Miami or from Houston very easily. Get right to uh, Merida, and uh, uh, it seemed like a, an ideal place. Um, Geneva retired last year. Uh, I'm sorry, two years ago, December 31st, um, 7:30 p.m. Um, <laughs> That was her. Yeah, I, I know that for a fact because I had a limo waiting out there for her. She worked 45 oh, years as a nurse. Wow. So, um, God bless yeah. Her. And she, uh, that's what I always say. God bless her. And she worked in the in some of the most difficult, poorest neighborhoods in New York City. So the work was hard, difficult, and dangerous. And she survived it. So she will never go back to Honduras, she says. But she wouldn't mind at all going down to Mexico. Um and uh, I wouldn't mind either the um, the different culture, the ability for me to learn another language. You know, a lot of people complain, some do anyway, that when they're retired, they don't know, have anything to do. They, you know, they're bored, whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, this is not going to make you bored. You go to another country, there's so much to do. It's like starting all over again. And when you think about it, when you spent your whole life, you're born, you go to school, you start your career and you work. Um, the other part of your life is this part. This is the part when you start to wind down. You're on the other side of that curve. Sorry to say it, but it's reality. We're on the other side of that curve. And um, things don't have to get boring. Things actually should be more interesting. Um, I find that, uh, and G and I, when we're just having around communicating, there's so much to communicate about the environment, the politics, you know, history, um, and that's really what keeps us going. So being able to go to another country and experience and learn on this part of that downhill side of our, of our life cycle uh, will keep us like we're youth. It will keep us young. And uh, we'll get to meet totally different people, totally different culture. And I don't want to just meet expats when we come there. I We want to befriend and have natives, Mexicans, that whole experience, we want to involve ourselves with them as well as, um, you know, um, other expats, Europeans, and so forth. So we're looking for the whole kit and caboodle. Um, I do not want to just stay by ourselves and just speak English. Um, I want to experience the whole thing. So that's how we um, we decided to go ahead and um, and make that decision. Now, the decision to to just go forward, we had to decide how we're going to do this because there's theory and then there's logistics, right? right. <laughs> so um, Patty, before we left the first time, had suggested we find a place to buy. Um, and um, before that could happen, I have to do certain things up here. Um, but the thought still stuck in my head. So just recently, um, I've been, oh, actually, since I left there, Two years ago, I've been looking through the online sites. There's a lot of real estate sites out there that post um, two point or point two is always is something that I always see. And I go to that site and look at the new listings, uh, Merida listings, uh, new homes. Now, I didn't know at that point, north, east, west or south. I didn't really know. So when Patty introduced me to the expat sites like yours, um, I started reading and um, some of the comments Actually, some of the comments that I've mentioned and when I introduced myself, they took me offline. They actually wanted to talk to me off the circuit. And for whatever their own reasons, privacy or whatever, we had nice conversations that way too. 
uh, I would ask a question. They said, you know, meet me here at this site or meet me with the call me on my WhatsApp or whatever. And we'll talk. And so the conversations basically centered around, you know, look, when you come, it's a great place, but you have to look around. You just can't come down and buy. You have to be aware of this, be aware of that and so forth. And so the whole purpose of this point between the two years and the, and now current is I've been absorbing um, everything, um, people, whatever people say. And um, when you don't have the experience yourself, the only thing that you have is what people are telling you. They've already blazed the trail. So all you have to do is find a trail to copy and follow and just follow it. And it's as simple as that. Um, although it's not really that simple, but in logically it's simple. Um, with that being said, um, we communicated with Patty who left that house that she built and bought a two acre just down the road. And I can't tell you, it's really close to Progresso and it's really close to the beach down there. They're like two blocks from the beach. So to give you an idea, and I remember it's off the main, like one of these main highways, and I don't remember what the highway is, but uh, they bought a two acre lot and they built a bigger home. The first home was kind of small, but this one is 6,000 square feet. So she, again, put everything together. She got all the contractors herself, um, the plumbers, the contractor, the cement, the poor, you know, everything she did herself. She did not have one developer doing it. So with that, she has a wealth of knowledge. And so when I'm asking her about this or that, should I buy, should I rent? You know, of course, when I went down there, um, we started looking at um, uh, one or two of the newer communities. Two years ago, there's a bunch of them that sprung up. But when we were there, there wasn't that many. Uh, and there was a few right outside of Merida that we went to. And I was excited about what I saw. Uh, back then, if I, I came home and tried to get money out of my 401 to start something, and it's a good thing they said I can't do it yet. <laughs> so I would have done it. And I would have done it. Um, and I would have probably regretted it because that's impulsive, right? And anything impulsive is not necessarily the best thing. It can be, but not necessarily the best thing. So over the period of time, I've been looking at the sites. I've been looking at the houses and I'm looking at these houses and why should I spend all this money on a condo or a three, a two bedroom, which, you know, they were saying, um, we were talking about, well, this is only a vacation home. It doesn't have to be that big, whatever. So why should I spend that kind of money when I could just get what I want? So in discussing that, um, that basically was the, uh, and talking to Patty again, that was basically what we surmised now where, and of course, this is when I started to find out about North Merida, North Merida is the better area. Um, it's close to, and I needed to be for Gigi's, for well, both of our sakes, but for Gigi's, I call her Geneva. Um, I call her Gigi. Um, for her sake, because we need to be close to the hospital, um, about two, uh, 20 minutes to 30 minutes maximum. Uh, the area that we chose is really close to the hospital, about two, about 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, close to the airport. I got to get back to the airport. When I got to get out of the country, I got to go. <laughs> so I need to bet. And when I come back, I don't want to have to rent a Uber and go too far. So it was important that I be close to the airport, close to the mall and shopping, um, but not in the city because we've been in the city for years. You know, I'm a New York City person. I've worked in the city all my life. Geneva worked in the worst part of, of the cities and uh, city in Manhattan um, in the Bronx area. So I don't want any part of the city, although we'd like to go. Sure. We love the Broadway shows. We love the uh, the artsy museums, and we love all of that. That's remember I said that we like the history. That's all the stuff that we like to do. But I want to go home. I want to go back to where it's peace and quiet. So 
now that I have an idea, the North Merida, which, uh, now it's just a matter of finding an actual house that will satisfy us. So I had one in mind, speeding up. I had one in mind, and I saw her on the site, and I've been communicating with a great realtor. Um, his name is Mario, um, and his company, which I won't mention at this point, but um, over a month and a half, we've been communicating back and forth. You know, he keeps sending me pictures. I keep telling him my time frame was somewhere in the summertime. Um, I'm retiring in October. My, I'll be 62 on my birthday, 19th. Uh, hopefully um, by the end of that month uh, or on my birthday, I mean, I'll, I'll leave. So my time frame was around uh, the summertime. Uh, what I'm talking to you about, the time frame, we were out, just coming out of January. We were just going into the pandemic. Um, this is going actually last year. So actually, this is yeah, almost a year ago now. So uh, that's the time frame that we were talking about. And um I ran into this house that I like. I put it down. I kept looking. I kept looking. I picked up that house that I liked. I put it down. I kept looking. So I kept going back to that same house, which means something, right? Right. Which means I'm falling in love with this house. <laughs> so we started communicating with the realtor and all the, the um, uh, my patty uh, uh, suggested a particular lawyer um, office that she used to conduct all her business. Uh, they have a bank, uh, North America, which is a bank of North America, which is common in both countries. And she said, Dex, this is the guy. Um, he, I fully, completely trust him. I've been dealing with him for seven years. So I said, great, Patty. Now I have a contact, right? So I don't have to figure out. I don't have to do anything. I'm just following that path. Yep. That's someone that's already late for me. Uh, talking to him, I contacted him. It's fine to try to find out the logistics behind how to do this, um, how the money gets sent from one country to the next. Um um, if we're going to uh, build the house, no, that wasn't even a thought at that point. We're going to buy the house. What's involved? So I started to plan um, after I got my vaccination, started to plan now to come down and look at this house. I spoke to the owner um, and uh, he seemed very accommodating. He said, come on down. I'll hold the house for you. Well, like two days before my trip, <laughs> he sold the house. He got the house sold. Oh, no. Would you believe it? Yeah. Uh, it, it was over the over the holiday season. He's been probably over, uh, since November, October, November. He's had the house on the market. So going through December season, now it's January. I figured that hey, who's buying houses these days, right? We're right in the middle of a pandemic. It should be there when I'm ready. That house was gone. It was a great opportunity. Uh, I posted it actually online, um, the area and the actual house. And, uh, you know, people thought it was really nice. It was 4,000 square feet, four bedrooms, very modern type and uh, on a corner lot. It was everything that I'd like. He sold it for a cash deal. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, the guy had cash, so I can't beat that right now because my money's tied up. Sure. So to, I went to Merida anyway, just in January or February, the beginning of February. I came down anyway and um, dejected, uh, but hopeful that there must be another property out there for us. So I went looking around, looking around the realtor. I met Mario for the first time and his, uh, and Jen, who is the manager of the real estate. They picked me up at the airport. We had lunch. We talked just like a familiarity talk, uh, get to know one another and love them. You know, sometimes um, life, you cross paths with certain people and sometimes you don't understand why. Um, only until find out later why that happens. And people, when you meet, you either are drawn to them or you're repelled by them. 
Um, it's this is my experiences. And I was drawn to Mario just from the conversation and Jen, very pleasant. And it confirmed how the people in Mexico are wonderful. They're hardworking. They're happy people. And um, it just confirmed my experience with, um, with uh, that day that I met them. For the first week, I was down there for two weeks. For the first week, they took me around. Again, I already had my mind set on the one that I lost. So the bar is set high. Sure. I'm looking around and looking around and I don't see anything like it again. So we go into this one community and uh, I am used to the community because this is where I live now in PA. I have a, it's a full community with tennis courts and pool and country club. And um, I feel that if I'm not there, Geneva will be safer in a community like that than being out in the Pueblos uh, by themselves, by herself. Um, Jerry and Patty do not live in a community. They're just out off the main road uh, on the way to um, Progreso, uh, which is fine. Um, they have electric electrified fence on top of their wall <laughs> and uh, they have these large, huge walls and um, that's okay. It's fine, but I'd rather be in a community. So different strokes, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, so we, uh, they took me into a community, which I like the community. I mean, they kind of pushed it on me too, because Dexter, you're going to be a hard nut to crack. You know, you don't see any houses and the houses are getting expensive. I don't even play with you. I'm not even joking around those houses from two years ago it was in the 170s now uh when i was looking at even his house that he sold and now they're way up in the two three four range um it is unbelievable so i'm communicating with geneva geneva did not go with me geneva did not get the vaccinations so she stayed uh since i was fully vaccinated i got tested before i went negative and i went down there and uh, i felt comfortable adhering to the mexican policy about you know distancing and um masking um there's no diversion from that we i adhere to that to the max uh, because i know i'm going home i don't want to bring anything back with me right so uh with that being said i was in communication with with uh, geneva and i said to her that i couldn't find anything and um Jenna, Jen, Jennifer brought up the idea about maybe we could build something. So when she showed me the lot, um, I said, you know what, let's take the house that I love, get the plans. And we got the plans. Thank you. It was only two, two years old. So the owner still had the plans and he was gracious enough to, he was a Mexican owner. He um, was gracious enough to give us the plans. We took the plans and we um, asked the architect from this real estate, they worked together, put this house on the lot. So, make a long story short this is i was down there for two weeks for the rest of the that probably happened the third day fourth day for the rest of the time i was there we kept meeting back and forth with the architect to solidify eliminate i mean the gold standard is you start at the gold standard this is what i want i want this i want that everything in there um this house over there was six thousand square feet Okay, and it was in the three hundred thousand range, which is way too much more than we wanted to expend. So over the period of time, we met again. Um, it looks like they always meet from seven to nine p.m. <laughs> I don't know what kind of work hours those are, <laughs> but every night was like seven to ten. We were meeting in this office, and I, and you know, in the back of my head, I'm from New York, and I'm always thinking, well, is this real or is it Memorex? Is it really phony? Are they putting something over me? Are they pulling my pulling my uh, my chain? Uh, it's just. And every part of the process, 
confirmed what I believed. The office is what I expected. The conference room is exactly what I expected. This huge big monitor with speakers and two-way speakers and you know, real modern technology in this guarded building. You know, there's a guard you have to sign in, you get sprayed down. You know, when you walk into the building, everybody sprays you. They they take your hand and they they take your temperature. You gotta step in a puddle of water <laughs> or on a mat, and then they almost frisk you basically, you know, but um and everywhere you went, it's a standard. So um, as a matter of fact, when that guard forgot to do something, I said, hey, don't forget, you know, your spray or don't forget something, <laughs> you know, but um, the guard was nice. And uh, he took us into this um, conference room. It's exactly what I expected. I met the architect. I had been talking to them previously. I, I met him finally, Gustavos, um, really nice gentleman, um, just really positive vibes, you know, and they, they were, I mean, I don't speak, um, my mom's Cuban, so I don't, but I don't speak Spanish really that uh, very little. Um, getting better. But um, so I, despite that, I would look up all my words when I had to communicate, especially if it's premeditated. Right. <laughs> I can look up what I want to say before I say it. And then um, uh, they spoke English. Jen spoke pretty good English. And Mario sp spoke. His English was pretty good. Gustavos, didn't, his English was not so good. But it was obviously we translated back and forth. Uh, he put forth the, the plans, the initial plans. We had renovations. I'm sorry. We had amendments to those plans. Um, or they call them iterations. We had like two or three different iterations of plans, removing things, adding things, so forth and so on. So we came down to about 265, which uh, more a little bit more than we wanted to spend. But that's where it is now. And um, it's in a community, protected, guarded community. Um, it's right across from one of the outdoor uh, swimming pools. Uh, it's in a cul-de-sac, uh, actually in a very similar place where my house is in PA, in the same corner as you go into the cul-de-sac on the left. It's almost the same, which is kind of spooky. <laughs> so we went through the whole process. And as we get closer to my, I had to leave in two weeks. As we get closer to that, um, I, I ink the um, preliminary contract to go ahead and get this started. Uh, a little anxious, but excited. Cautious, but forging ahead. Communicating with Gigi, because I know that this is her plan in terms of doing something like this would be really, really good for her. She deserves it. You know, after all the years that we worked to have basically live in two, two actually two countries, I'm going to keep the house in PA and I'm a, I'm a skier. So I have, I have to have a place to come back to as we find, if I find, as I find other slopes around the world to go ski when I'm not in Mexico, it's just a really, I never really thought if you had asked me 10, 15 years ago, what my life was going to be like, because, you know, um, as we continue on, we're born, we go to school, we have our jobs and we go through life, not really thinking, but we're doing what everybody tells us what we should be doing. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castellito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit 
castelitocaribe.com www.castelitocaribe.com We look forward to seeing you soon. Is it time to go? Are you starved for adventure and new experiences? Do you feel like you're slowly dying inside, just a little, day by day? Afraid of having to work forever, with never enough money to retire, or live the life you have always imagined? Life doesn't have to be that way. Instead, imagine waking up in paradise every day saying, pinch me, is this real? Join me for How to Retire Overseas on a Shoestring Budget. In this free live workshop, you'll walk away with your own custom roadmap to a dream life in paradise without breaking the bank. Register for our next free workshop at paradiseroadmap.com. Welcome back to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And we invite you to subscribe if you like what you hear. My mom and dad, who are not here anymore, um, really made me who I am. Uh, They are immigrants to the U.S. So they came. They made us go to school. They made us um, become really good people as humans, contributing good human beings to our families, to friends, and put us in a position. I have two other brothers. We're all in a position now where the work um i'm in my career 35 years and um 61 if you had told me that i would have a house here in um, pennsylvania paid for uh, this is my last month actually of pay- making a mortgage payment wow, um which was very hard but that was the plan to do it before um, before i'm 62 um and then if you had told me that we were going to be living in another country and it's not only an american dream it's a it's i think it's a human dream it's a dream that um whatever country you're in um and to see that benefit it's uh you know i can't even put words to it yeah you seem really very very happy Um, emotional about it it's a it's a big deal right yeah it's a big deal when you're yeah um well i got to tell you about the emotion um we are human beings right yeah so as we are human beings we have human emotions if you sat down with people very few would describe what they've been through in their lives to you be clear, be on, this should be very clear to everyone that we are all not coming from clean, pristine backgrounds uh, where we're born, we go to school, we have these great jobs and we retire. It is not that way in real life. In real life, you struggle. In real life, there are disasters. In real life, there's catastrophe. In real life, there are his, um, uh, health reasons, health issues. Um, and everything working against existing, number one, you know, in today's society, you can, you can walk down the street and get hit by air conditioner, okay? <laughs> Coming, falling out of the window. And you get hit by a speeding car. I mean, so it's just hard enough just to get through the day-to-day. To get to work for 25 years or 45 years in Geneva, uh, I said, is another um, a miracle. Um, to be married for 31 years, first time, has got to be the biggest, biggest miracle, blessing of them all. So... As, as, although, uh, from a macro standpoint, it seems like a straight line. From a micro standpoint, it's full of roadblocks. It's full of uh, mountains. It's full of obstacles all along the way. So 
life is uh, is um, is emotional because we've been on this emotional roller coaster up and down, and it's a happy. Oh, I shouldn't say happy because my I lost my mom and dad uh, two or three years ago, and when I did that. When that happened, I took care of them for four years. Personally, took care of them. And to see them go was very hard for me. That is one of the low points in your life, to see your parents go. Haven't fully recovered yet, but I'm better. And some people tell me after 10 years, my friend who told me after 10 years, Dexter, it feels like yesterday. But we will move on, right? And because my mom and dad were there, and they raised us, uh, they put me in a position to be able to do what I want to do with Gigi, uh, to go to Mexico and uh, build a house. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So and it's a, it's really, a good story. Oh, it's a fabulous story. So really, I mean, it's within the last two years. I mean, this this kind of came on your radar and you kind of kind of went for it. I think we all have stories to tell. Um, and I think everyone or somewhere out there, someone can benefit from another story, um, if not just for entertainment or from actual learning. Some experiences that we all go through are not unique. Yes. Uh, all of our experiences um, are as a result of uh, some kind of duplicated effort. You know, the person who coming from Canada has done, someone up there has done the same thing that I've done and, have tired, and are probably tired of commuting and are about to retire uh, mimicking my own life and my own situation or somebody in Europe is going to be doing that as well. So, um, you know, I'm a believer of sharing as much as possible. Uh, you know, the world is actually a smaller place than we think it is. And we all are very similar, despite the popularity of people thinking that we're different now, especially here in the U.S. We are not different. We are all the same. We're okay. doing the same things. We're going through the same strategies and planning or we're going through the same dramas, we're going through the same catastrophes, and we're going through the same happiness. So we're all part of the human race. Uh, we just happen to be located in different sectors and have different beliefs, but we're basically the same. So um, I tell you that because uh, it's important to hear, and it's important that um, that we all begin to think as one, not just uh, segments of people, uh, Mexican versus America versus European versus Canada. So did you end up, you ended up buying a, a vacant lot and building uh, new? Well, well um, yeah, it's one piece. It's one, it's together. They are, the builder owns the, um, the builder owns the lot. Okay. And it's one price. Okay. So um, it's, not a remodel, that I it's not a remodel project. There was no, no. Was, there was no, there. it's from okay. it's from scratch. Brand new from house. Scratch. Awesome. They're, they're starting in April and it should be complete December 24th. My wife's birthday is December 24th and I gave them that challenge. <laughs> I want to walk into the house on December 24th on her birthday. Wow. So uh, that would be very special. Yeah, I bet you they'll get it done. They, If you've got a good builder, they can, it's amazing how fast yep. they can, they can make things happen here. It's, um, it's not always like what you hear, you know, that, that things are so I know. forever. I mean, you, you work with the right people. There are people that yeah. uh, can take a long time, but um, you it sounds like you're well-connected. You've got a good network of people. You find the right yep. people to, to do the work for you. And um, yeah, you, it may not be, you know, bottom rock bottom prices, but you're going to, you're going to get the result, you know? and yep. uh, get, get good people so it that's that's a really important nugget that you dropped there in your story is the the network 
And also, you know, the, uh, I, I always, you know, one of my favorite sayings is God closes one door and opens another. And the fact yep. that that other house didn't, didn't yep. come through. I mean, to me, like this was, that's because you weren't yep. supposed to have that house. You were supposed to have this one, right? That's correct. <laughs> so, and that's a good, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> it's, it's what happens in life when you think, uh, you know, everything is your rock bottom. Uh, you find a way around it. You find a way over the obstacle, and you and it's actually it turns out to be better. Right. Um, you just have to not quit. You just have to keep stroking and keep going. And uh, that's basically been the story of my life. This is why it's so uh, emotional to be at this point, because we've always kept stroking and kept going. And um, you know, when people give up, you don't know really how close you are to completing or as being successful. It sounds corny, but it is a hundred percent true. You're swimming in a fog. And you're swimming and you're swimming and you say, oh, I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up. I can't swim anymore. And when the fog lifts it, you're like 20 feet from the shoreline. Right. And they couldn't make it. They didn't make it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a lesson on life that um, we just keep stroking. We just keep going. And um, if you do, if you put out the same effort, the same energy, you're, you're, um, do your due diligence in anything that you do. Um, it can, you can have a successful, positive ending. Yeah, just keep the faith, right? <laughs> the faith, right. Yeah, so find have, a way, and um, what happened? Um, I was going to say, I uh, one question I I have is, um, I always like to ask um, how your your sphere of influence, how the people around you, your friends, or maybe your brothers even, um, have reacted to this crazy idea about moving to Mexico. What, what kind of um, feedback have you gotten from them? Well, you know, and some people, um, that's a good question. Uh, some people find that keeping, that being secret is the best thing to do. Um, I don't want anybody to know my business. I don't want anybody to do this. I don't want anybody to, you know, um, I'm just basically the opposite. Uh, I'm looking at always learning experiences. So I want you to know what I'm doing. Not because I want, not because I'm doing it, but I want you to be able to do it. If I can do it, you can do it. And that's why I, I'm pretty much, um, I pretty much communicate to others um, what I'm doing and uh, especially my close friends, basically um, people that I, um, that I care about. Um, I have a foster daughter who I, um, I always tell her what I'm doing um, and my nieces and nephews. I tell them because they can do the same thing. I'm nobody special. And if they don't have anybody to reach out to, to as a mentor, they won't know how far they can reach. I have a mentor still. I'm 62 and I still have a mentor and you. I have issues. I go back and I talk to him. That's what we all need. And yeah. so to answer your question, I want to retire. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you're doing this. You know, and it's good positive vibes. Although, of course, I've I had one person who said, "Next, uh, you got to be careful of Mexico. What part of Mexico are you going?" You know, and they've heard all of the, and it's true. But you got to be careful. As, as I as I as I responded to an email regarding that, you got to be careful of this and that. Why are you going to Mexico? And that um, there is danger everywhere. That's right. And you don't know where it is. Like I said, there is a shootout here. We just lost 10 people here. Uh, we lost 25 people in Florida. You know, um, you know, you could get, um, as I said before, you could walk down the city. Uh, you, a car can, a car can, can, can come screaming. 
screening off the uh, off the street and hit you on the sidewalk. Uh, you could be in France and be accidentally sitting in a cafe and it can explode. Um, That's right. Uh, you could have a car accident. And uh, I commuted for um, 20 years, 21 or 22, about 22 years from PA to Manhattan, 100 miles each way. That's 200 miles a day, five hours out of my day, three hours in the morning, two hours in the evening. Uh, I've had about about 10 different instances, more recently five, that I could have been killed driving. I mean, it's over a million and a half miles over that period of time. I mean, your number's going to run out eventually. You're going to have a, uh, if you're traveling at 75 and 80 miles an hour in three tons or four tons of vehicle, and it hits another vehicle of, of similar weight, um, there's not going to be no, any survivors. Right. Um, I've seen that. On the highway, I've seen uh, what they call a vehicular flambe. <laughs> it's cars on fire. Yeah. Uh, I've seen trucks overturned. I've seen bodies on the road. I've seen it all. Yeah. And then throw in some bad weather I don't, with snow and, uh, you know. Oh, I've been in the, hur I've been at the tail of a hurricane. I, I've been in snowstorms where I shouldn't have been in there. So, you know, I don't even know what to say, but um, I know that. Uh, if I didn't do something different that I may end up on the road somewhere. So, um, you know, I, um, I stopped, I stopped commuting and life is too short. So um, they are all happy that uh, for the most part, uh, because they know they have a place to go. <laughs> That's true. To your question. And some people, I know a couple of mine are going to Puerto Rico okay. to retire. Sure. Yeah. One of the people I've been talking with on the expats, um, uh said he lived in Merida for a number of years. They're going to Puerto Rico for their Medicare. Um, but the Medicare is a benefit. And um, that's one thing that I had to overcome. Geneva's already 65. She'll kick in, the, the healthcare will kick in a little bit for her. And then I have to buy a secondary, a secondary insurance for her. For me, uh, my plan, as Patty informed me, to get the Mexican healthcare plan, the premium plans there, it's much cheaper than anything that we could afford here. And then I'll get, uh, until I reach 65, I'll have another plan um, that will uh, cover me here in the U.S. Uh, they have a lot of cheaper plans. Um, the Health Affordability Act is one, but they have many others. If you have good health, it's not that expensive. So I'll have that until I'm 65. When I go to Mexico, I'll buy a policy for Geneva and I for basic stuff. Uh, obviously, uh, Mexican um, pharmacies are really inexpensive. The drugs are very inexpensive. Uh, and I know that the care is, 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 is adequate to, to good, good to adequate for sure. Uh, especially very common things. Uh, again, I'm just speaking off the cuff, nothing official. I have no experience in this area, but I know that a lot of come of the people I, I was going to school with were going to foreign medical school. So I know that those are still oh, the same it. old American and, trained and doctors. My first husband is a doctor and I, most of the residents were foreign. So they, they got their, their training in the United States. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, actually the second day of my workshop, I, I go through that. And, you know, the fact is the United States is number one per capita in, in uh, expenditures and number 37 in the world in terms of quality. Yeah, oh, I, I got that. Yeah, I know so, that very, very clear. Yeah. It's very poor in that regard. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is they think, oh, leaving the United States means I'm leaving the best care in the world. And that's just no. not true. Nope. So, yeah, it's it's just a, a little bit um, 
adjustment of your perspective and yep. what's available. In fact, I don't know if you're aware of it, but on January 1st of 2020, Mexico did go to universal care and, and they have free healthcare. Now how it's been implemented, I can't, I can't speak to right. that because uh, right. I don't have experience with it, but I, uh, you know, they understand the importance of, of making sure that, that everybody's covered, you know? Right. So it, that is clearly one of the things that I asked Patty about exclusively about, um, how does how are they paying for their Medicare? How do they get treated? So there is uh, that basic universal plan. I'm totally aware of it, and it's free for the general populace. Uh, there's three levels, from what I understand. If I'm wrong, I, I apologize. But this is what I'm told, um, and this was a few months ago, that um, there's a premium plan, a premium policy that you know um, that costs X amount, which is still cheaper than two or three thousand dollars. It's still cheaper than anything that we have. In the, in the U.S. You can even get a policy for 3000 And then they have a, a like a middle plan, and then they have the universal plan, which is for everyone, all the Mexicans, whoever. So um, I, I have no doubt that that will be taken care of. I'll just have to home in on all those details, but that's a critical issue about moving out of country. How are you going to get taken? How are you going to have your medical plan or medical taken care of? Uh, medical, uh, I say medical, I, it's inclusive of dental, uh, ophthalmology um, services as well. Um, the, what I remember is that some of the, there are some plans that you can get that have foreign components to it. Now, those are all reimbursable components. It's not something that they pay for. So, um, you know, uh, just needs to be thought about carefully planned and um, before any contemplation of moving is done. Yeah, we actually have a, a gal in uh, our uh, mentor program who has a 31-year-old daughter with spina bifida. And they're, even though Canada healthcare is free, they she's a retired financial planner and she's done the math. And she said, even with the free healthcare in Canada, we are better off um, moving to Mexico. And so it's a matter of, you know, a location that's modern enough, you know, you've got somebody in, a Absolutely. you know, but, but those, it's certainly a consideration. Um, but it's, it's interesting, was interesting to hear that perspective from her because we always mm -hmm. hear about how great the, the medical system is in Canada, but there's, a, and then there's another gentleman, uh, Paul, he was, uh, he has to wait till July to go back to get an appointment for his yeah. free care. In, in I understand that. Yeah. So, so you run into those types of things too. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it's just a matter of, of what your comfort level is. Mm -hmm. Well, um, Dexter, I am um, so excited for you and your, your future here. You're uh, going to have an exciting year and you're going to, it's, it's kind of nice. You're keeping the Pennsylvania house. So you're not having to make a huge, um, move yeah. when you get, you know, you sell a place and you've got to deal with all this stuff, but there's always the stuff, right. And deciding what you take and, and what you get rid of and, and all that. So, um, I know, uh, that's going to be, uh, and it seems like, so we're in March here, almost April and you've got till the end of the year. It seems like a long time, but I promise you, my yeah. friend, it's going to go by so fast. Yeah. You're going to like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's 100%. And there's some anxiousness there and some anticipation for, uh, you know, a great time. But, um, you know, I'm always, uh, sometimes it's a guy who's always worried about things. Geneva is fine. <laughs> she says, I know you'll work it out somehow. It's like I'm the one who's thinking about like this and think about that. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's uh, quite a few things to do in preparation for that. But uh, 
you know, what else are we going to do? This is part of our journey and life, life's journey. So um, it's all good. And, um, you know, again, all we do is um, um, the, the, the trail has been blazed by others. So all we're doing is getting on the same trail and following it. As long as everyone is having success. And again, uh, we use the experiences of others to guide what we do in our future, present and future. So um, my friends who are there already uh, enjoy it to this day. I said before I signed my contract, Patty, you sure this is what I want to do? <laughs> Trust me, Dexter, sign the contract. <laughs> so I don't know because I haven't lived it. But you, you rely on the experiences of others, people that you trust to help guide your way. And um, that's the best that we can do. It's the best decisions that you can make is by the experiences of others. So um, keep it talking, keep communicating with everyone. And as much as, um, as we have to share, everyone has something to give to a conversation. Uh, we have to keep asking for that information and volunteering it and keeping the communications open. Wherever you're coming from, Canada, Europe, or the U.S., or wherever you're coming from, it's all good. good all good. Stuff. All right. Well, I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you so much for taking the time. I can't wait to meet you in person here very soon. Yes, it will be very soon. This episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit paradiseroadmap.com and register for our upcoming free live workshop, How to Retire Overseas on a Shoestring Budget. We'd also love for you to become part of our Live and Earn in Paradise Facebook group. Thanks for listening.